Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Austin Found is sponsored by the LBJ Presidential Library on the UT campus. As you think about presidential politics these days, learn about our 36th president, Lyndon Johnson, and his wife, Lady Bird Johnson. Go to lbjlibrary.org. Literally an institution in this town of digging up old photos, old stories, collections, everything you can imagine under the sun about this great city. Greasy spoons, dives, old clubs. If you love this city, you're going to love it even more. Real people, real stories, real places. This is the Austin Found Podcast. Welcome back to the show. I'm J.B. Hager. I'm Michael Burns. What we're about to get into, I didn't realize happened back in 1922, and I feel foolish, but having grown up here, when the subject of tornadoes comes up, I would say... Yeah, that's not really that much of a problem in Austin. I don't know if I was right. I'd say it's maybe it's our geography or something. But we're they, right at the bottom of Tornado Alley, so yeah. we're really we don't get that many. We uh, tend to miss it. Of course, I was here when we had the really bad one in Gerald, which right, was ninety six. Right. That was I think. terrible. Yeah, terrible. Just north of us. Right. But I always felt like we were pretty safe. But at one time, in nineteen twenty two. It we had bad. two at two the same that. time. <laughs> and it was very destructive. When you think about uh, Austin in 1922, there were how many people living here? A little over 30,000, yeah. 30,000 people. And the, these two tornadoes killed 13 people. Right. Which, that's that's pretty devastating. Right, right. What was really interesting is a cemetery plot of a family. yes led someone to try to uncover what happened on May 4th, Absolutely. 1922. Explain Absolutely. that. Uh, I, I got a, uh, a contact from a reader who is also actually uh, something of a historian herself. She and her husband had found this family plot, this little fenced cemetery in Longview Park. And Longview Park is kind of south of William Cannon, and it uh, is kind of a semi-rural little patch back in there. A little hilly and in this uh, neighborhood uh, family plot they found graves from a similar uh, time period and two of them were from the same date and it was the date of the tornado the twin tornado of 1922 and it turns out that the the family uh, farm there the Bargsleys was pretty much wiped out uh, what was there then was called Kinchinville which was a freedom colony. And so it was a mixture of uh, cedar choppers and African-Americans, emancipated slaves. It was way out in the country so, and a very isolated. But with the two tornadoes, one of them first touched down near Spicewood Springs, which you and I have talked about, mm-hmm. right there at Spicewood Springs in Mopac. 
And then it hit uh, the school and orphanage for African Americans that was on what is now Bull Creek Road, where the Grove is being built. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like where... That was a big empty lot for years. For years. It was where the state institution for deaf, blind, and orphaned African American kids, Hmm. because, of course, the schools were segregated. And it also hit Deep Eddy, which wasn't a park yet, but was a kind of a tourist camp. It was an attraction even back then. And then that one may have been the one that hit Oak Hill. The the references uh, that I looked at uh, don't disagree on it. But the other tornado first hit the Texas State Cemetery in East Austin. And then in Travis Heights, where a man who is the grandfather, I believe, of Marianne Connolly, who's living today. and, And he was a bricklayer. And he was building a chimney on a Travis Heights house in 1922 when the tornado came up. And he got down and he tried to get his car out of the way. There was no time, so he threw his arms around a tree. And he he was blown around that tree and he survived. Oh, wow. And then it hit at, at Penfield and there was a... There was the Woodward uh, Industries there, and uh, there was another story, didn't make it into this one, uh, where this whole family just sheltered in place in a dip in the ground and survived. Wow. Then it hit St. Elmo, which is south of Ben White, and is being revived now. That was its own town. And then that one probably also hit Kinchinville near Oak Hill. All the livestock were killed two African-Americans, two Anglos who were in the house. Yeah, you have to think about the the structures of that time and the fact that we, you know, when you talk about Tornado Alley, a lot of people in Tornado Alley north of us have basements. Right. And we just don't. It's it's very rare. People who are new to Austin like, wait, there's no basements here. And that's because about two inches under that grass (laughs) is solid rock. Good good luck. Uh, But yeah, they they weren't equipped for that type of disaster. And we also didn't need basements in the winter, which you you need further north from here, or to store root vegetables or things like that, which you do on a farm. So we, yeah, I've only lived in one house here in town that had not a true basement, but what is called a root cellar, which would have been perfectly good during a tornado. I was actually happy to have it. (laughs) Oh, wow. Austin Found is brought to you by the LBJ Presidential Library. More info at lbjlibrary.org. And there was a UT professor, William Simmons, who was documenting some of the... He did. Not some of it, the tornado as it happened. Yeah, and luckily there, there are newspaper reports as well. But his succinct report at the end of it is the most reliable and thorough uh, description of the two tornadoes is the bargsley headstone still there yeah and they all and all three of them so yeah. that's what started they were the last time i was there yeah okay so you did go visit it yeah wow. oh sure yeah no you know journalists we have to see it right especially go. you yeah <laughs> but then i got a call after a 20 sto- something journalist will just take the internet <laughs> at what it's worth right <laughs> well, you know, we, we and it's fun also to, to just go, you know, it's right. an adventure. Yeah. And so the day after the story ran, the original story, I got a call from a Mr. Bargsley who said that was my family. Oh, wow. He told me how old he was, and I did the math real quick in my head, and he wasn't there. He, he wasn't born yet, but it was a big part of his family history. 
And he talked about the devastation and how, you know, all the livestock, right? He had pictures of the dead livestock and pictures of, of his family that lived there. Uh, and and he went on to have his own interesting life, but... Wasn't there a photo of the Capitol with a basically a funnel cloud behind yes, it that exists? And that's actually how we made the connection okay. uh, about the date because, you know, we were going, well, yeah, that date is very familiar because there's a famous photo that's been republished many, many times mm. of the twin funnels behind the, the Capitol Dome. Thank you, Michael, as always. You're welcome. Uh, you can read about that in Volume 1 of Indelible Austin. There are Volumes 1 through 3, which make great Welcome to Austin gifts for your friends and family, too. So pick those up, and you book people. will ship. Mm-hmm. If, if you'd like to go through book people, great local bookstore you should support. And Think Texas is another great. Yes. If you really yes. enjoy this kind of thing, you should subscribe. Free weekly digital newsletter that's now going into, say, issue 24, and we have about 6,500 subscribers. And it's all over the state. It's done along with the other Gannett papers in the state. I mean, I'm the only one who writes it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we're all sharing it. And they're yeah. doing a good job of feeding me stuff. So We'd love your feedback. Uh, send it to Michael if you like at mbarnes b-a-r-n-e-s at statesman.com and I welcome your ideas criticisms whatever oh, Jay Hager at statesman.com h-a-g-e-r you know if you could do us a favor and review this podcast that helps it move up in the queue for other people to, to discover when they're searching history Austin those types of things do a social post pass it on to your friends and share this thank you Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.